these guys should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, really. If Kate Bush is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, how can Los Lobos? These guys in Go-Go's. Let's get the Go-Go's in there, too. Go I think Los Lobos got a little bit uh, greater body of work than the Go-Go's. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Evzion Sports, episode 219. Mark Hebsher along with Toronto Mike. And on today's show, 470 media jobs lost last week in the Bell Media Massacre. But Mike Wilner got a job. We'll talk about the new Toronto Star baseball reporter coming up. Brian Burke, gone from the airwaves, hopefully forever. And all I can say is good riddance. We just had a bump there, didn't we? Just had a little yeah, electronic problem, didn't we? Little glitch on your end there, but you're back. Uh, by the way, good riddance is the name of the Green Day song that they played when they axed everybody at TSN 1040 in Vancouver. They thought the song was called I Hope You Have the Time of Your Life. The yeah. song is called Good Riddance, You Idiots. <laughs> More media stuff. Jay Onrate. This was almost a week ago now. Man. Look at what's happened since then. Wow. The dominoes just... <laughs> Amazing. I, I would just be... I'd be sick. I'd be physically ill if this was happening to me and or my friends, my colleagues. It, so I got to tell you, Jay uh, was flying solo without Dan O'Toole, without his producer, without his uh, head writer. And he, a very heartfelt thank you to his fallen brother on the air. I thought it was terrific. Very mm -hmm. classy thing to do. And now he's got a soldier on solo. Big changes coming at the Fan 590. And perhaps more cuts. Let's hope not. <laughs> at the TSN stations. Because Bell, we don't know. They're not like a chicken with their head cut off. They don't know which direct. They don't know what to do. I think they might get out of the media business eventually. I think they might just say, you know, screw it. Let's just do the Bell 5. Let's do the Bell Mobility or whatever you call it. Let's, right. let's look after that and forget about this media stuff. I hope not. Um, by the way. Hamilton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, those radio stations you were listening to, they don't exist anymore. They don't want to do sports. Also, a big-time sports writer in the U.S. apologizes for tweeting that the Mets had signed Trevor Bauer. Okay? Right. He, he, he tweeted it. It was wrong. He apologized profusely almost immediately. Isn't there somebody in the local media in Toronto that told us something was going to happen? <laughs> tweeted it out sources didn't happen did that person apologize or, or at least to their followers say hey it won't happen again the next tweet i make is going to be the truth i don't think that's happened mm. mark cuban of the dallas mavericks hasn't played the national anthem all year at dallas mavericks home games nobody noticed till recently and uh a racist whose name had been on a major award gets voted out, right? Huge move by the Baseball Writers Association of America, finally recognizing that the trophy that they were handing out, the award that they were handing out, the revered award that they were handing out was named after a racist. Wow. I'm not one of those people. The racists, I mean, despite what some people think. Let's say hi to Mike, Toronto Mike. Hello, everybody. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. I believe that's what the weekend coming up. Right. It's my brother's birthday today, by the way. Happy happy birthday to Hebsey's brother. Normally, we get together for a meal or something like that. Now, it's like, come on, we'll go for a walk in minus 10 degrees. Talk, grab a coffee, but walk with it. 
Yeah, and I heard there's I heard sit on the sidewalk. Su- snow squalls or something in the in the forecast here. So bundle Crazy. up, layer up, get out there. All right. Wilner, you want to talk about Wilner? Yeah, okay, let's talk about Mike Wilner. This is uh, good news for our buddy Mike Wilner. So, uh, first of all, I guess I've adopted this sports media critique discussion because there's just so much going on, and especially this week really accelerated it the last couple of weeks. Well, Hebsy, I was going to point out that you've been the go-to uh, anchor for the uh, Toronto Mike uh, sports media roundtables for several years now so you've been appointed that I'm cheap <laughs> i pay you in uh, red lager from uh, great lakes beer but uh honestly and you palma are palma pasta don't you owe you i owe you several i owe you several but i will say that you are what you do which a lot of people don't is you aren't afraid to tell it like it is like you have no fear of burning a bridge or like you're not worried about getting that next contract from bell media you basically or you're, you tell it like it is, and that's what we're missing in this uh, landscape. Oh, those bridges went down in a firefight a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Cannot that's be right. repaired. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, episode, I'm trying to think, 180-something or whatever, where we're talking about all the changes at Rogers Media. Remember? Sure. Don Cherry. Yeah. Bob McCowan, John Shannon, Nick Kiprios, Doug McLean. I'm sure I'm missing some people. Tons. And then a while after that, Mike Wilner let go from Rogers Fan 590 Blue Jays broadcast after like two decades covering the Jays. I'm talking pregame show, postgame show, in the booth, the reporter. Well, yesterday, Wilner announces that he's joined the Toronto Star and is going to be doing what he does best. And unfortunately, that's not play-by-play or color in the booth. That's talking about, writing about, passionately about the Toronto Blue Jays. That's what he does best. Right. So it's a great move by the star because now the shackles are taken off Wilner. He's not an extension of the Jays PR department. I'm not, not, okay, that's harsh. He wasn't an extension, but he he was limited to what he could say when it came to critiquing. Right. And the Cito Gaston episode of a decade ago, where Gaston basically said, get rid of this guy. And they said to him, listen, Mike, you can't, you know, they, I think they suspended him. Yep. It was very, it was humiliating for him. You're taken off the air for some games because you dared criticize Cito Gaston. And so, and he bounced back, you know, it's all right. You want to keep your job? You're going to have to kind of be this way. And I guess he had to tone that down uh, somewhat, although on, on the pre and post game or on the post game shows, Jay's talking wild. It's great personality you don't like it too bad hanging up on people I love that stuff right and he's a polarizing force so good that he's writing for the star no shackles so if he needs to take shots he can take shots he's he's developed relationships with the players mm-hmm. good move by the star oh indeed however the athletic why not them i wonder if they approached wilner or he approached them because they really have a gap in their blue jays coverage no right. john lott no andrew stoughton what, Myrtle's going to cover the Jays? <laughs> right? Analytics? Right. Well, five on five, the is Jays a, are terrific. Nine on nine. Yeah, the is Jays there a Corsi stat for Tuesday, baseball? A Corsi, I don't know. Uh, Pakoda? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So the Athletic, I think they're, uh, uh, and I apologize to Caitlin McGrath, I believe it is. Oh, no, I'm forgot. My apologies. I don't subscribe. I don't know. Oh, is it Caitlin? Oh, I'm sorry. I think it is. Um, Yeah. She does the Jays and she does a good job, but you, you got to have more than one sure. writer. You got to have some, you know, I don't know, hardened veterans, I guess, cigar chomping, tobacco chewing. You need a John Lott. <laughs> We're not saying John Lott was a hard living tobacco. Chew- anyway. So 
whether Wilner was approached by the athletic vice versa. Anyway, great that he's with the star and uh, I'm going to, I'm now subscribing to the star. Oh, good. So I've, you wow. know, it's uh, uh, two ninety nine a month. I think it is, or a dollar 99 a month for six a, months. It's or a bargain. I think you can get a mortgage at 0.05% with a subscription <laughs> to the star. It's called star tablet, isn't it? Not any, no, that's long gone. That was called I'm star touch. Okay. I could I just make and sure I'm you gonna, know it's gone. I'm also going to subscribe to the globe and mail. Okay, good. Support the journalism. Digitally. Good. Yeah, I'm going to support the journalism. Um, and the athletic, I'm giving up my subscription, I think, to, to the athletic. I'm disappointed in their job. Unless they beef up their Jays coverage. Well, I'll tell you what. When I do get Wilner in the backyard when the weather gets better, I will. first question I ask him will be, did the athletic approach you? Uh, or maybe, he, I feel like oh, Wilner no. grew up loving the Toronto Star. Like, there might have been like this. Like First of all, wait a second. Loving the Toronto Star. Look, yeah. come on. Anyone that grew up in Toronto, you read whatever newspaper it was, the Globe. Sure, Sports but you Day, fell in love with what was Yeah. You, you you fell in love it with wasn't whatever the paper you fell in love with. It was the columnists okay, that were writing the stuff that you liked. Same difference. So when one jumped to another one, you jumped to that guy, right? Sure. I mean, Jim Hunt was at the Star or the Telegram. He jumped to the Sun and he jumped to this newspaper. I would follow Jim Hunt. So I, I don't think it's necessarily the newspaper itself. But the Star, of course, did have a fantastic sports section and mm-hmm. hopefully will again. Anyway, uh, goodbye to Brian Burke. Did we cut, we cut off Wilner anyway? Good luck to Wilner. I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to reading his stuff and getting into it, interactive with the fans. Hebsy, it's a so good Brian Burke. Good, it's a good sports media story in a sea of bad sports media stories that well, Wilner I mean, like got I a said, gig at. Four hundred and some odd people get uh, cut, and one guy gets a job. Right, and we're talking about the guy that got the job because <laughs> right. everyone was saying after Mike was let go, you'll land on your feet, and he he did. Good right. for him. And Brian Burke, I think, was just, I think he was playing Sportsnet like a Stradivarius. <laughs> Brian Burke was like, this is great. I can just be a who I am, gnarly, nasty, grumpy. And then if I get a phone call for a job, even though I told him I don't want to get back into hockey, right. you don't have anything to worry about. Go ahead and promote me as the next Don Cherry, uh, you know, the uh, for podcasts, whatever, my segments. Go ahead. I'm more than happy. This is a guy that wouldn't have given the media two cents. Right. Always snarky answers, right? Didn't respect the media. Now he's he thinks he's in the media. Now he thinks he has the tools to be a media guy. And that he looks good in front of the camera. That he's engaging. Blech. So he's gone. And Anson Carter, first game stepping in. And I'd seen Anson Carter on NBC. He's a good broadcaster. Right. And I've spoken to him many times when, when I was at, when I was actually, that's how long Anson Carter's been around for him. I covered him when I was doing leaf games and such, but Anson's a good guy. He's a local guy from Scarborough, uh, went to university of Michigan. I believe he's in LA now, but I mean, I don't know what the deal is there. And you can, you can do your hits from anywhere. Nobody, you know, and Anson Carter in Los Angeles, he watched the game like everybody else. He wasn't at the game like everybody else. And, but his expertise, his enthusiasm, I think it's fantastic. So we'll talk about him a little bit more later. But first, things I think were getting a little too chummy at Sportsnet with Burke. Hmm. Just a little too, you know, hey, Burkey, funsy stuff. And a lot and of Burkey talk. Not holding him really, <clears throat> excuse me, to a higher standard. I mean, you're Brian Burke. You're Mr. Insider. Let's hear some stories. Let's get some really good stuff out of you. Why did you treat the media this way before you did? Why? And can we get him, you know, into some arguments and some discussions where him and Elliot go at each other or him and Anthony Stewart threaten to beat each other up or <laughs> him and BX, something like that. 
But instead, eh. And he, he just played them like a violin, took mm. advantage of his position as the next Don Cherry, ingratiated himself with his pals on the panel, told anyone listening he wasn't interested in getting back into hockey ops, and then boom, what, 12 games into the season? That's it. See you, see you guys. So He's taking he, a job as the president of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Did he definitively ever state, like, on the record he was done with hockey operations, etc.? Yeah, he pretty much on the record. Well, you know, like in public, yes. I mean. Okay. Yes, he had said so. Interesting. He had been asked that question several times. And yeah, nope, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I like the media. And even when he took the Pittsburgh job, oh, I loved my job. If you loved it so much, why'd you? Well, of course, it's Pittsburgh Penguins. How can you say no to the Pittsburgh Penguins? Blah, blah, blah. Then all we saw was this ass kissing from Sportsnet. Do you think TSN had a shot at getting Brian Burke for any exit interviews when he took the job with the Penguins? No. TSN had its own problems last week. Right. Okay. The last thing on their mind was talking to a guy who just spent his time on Sportsnet. Now he's going over to the Penguins. What a non-story that was for TSN. <laughs> Brian Burke was all over the broadcast. He did the pregame interview with Chris Simpson. They had an intermission interview, and then they had the outtakes from the original interview where he tells a story. I could not believe this about John Tortorella. Well, uh, Tor Torts told me never to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> Amen. I mean, as much as I dislike John Tortorella, someone tells you something in confidence. The reason they acted that way, and the reason was because their son, his son who was in the military, was about to get his assignment to go to war. And that's why he snapped. But he, and he told Burke, so, but, but, but please don't tell anybody. And here's Burke telling everybody on national yeah. television. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. Bizarre. Can you imagine Tortorella going, oh my God, I cannot believe I told Burke something in confidence. He hasn't said a word about it in... How many years? And now he decides to tell the story just, just because he's... And that was the outtakes. Did Burke not go, hey, Bob, don't put, put, don't put that part in there. Maybe I, you know... Maybe he texted but now, Tortorella. Now that he's, but no, no, but now <laughs> that he's, a, he's, the, he's the new president of the Pittsburgh Penguins, now he decides to drop this bombshell. Why not tell that story on the panel so people are going, wow, what a story. What else has Burke got? Eh. So sick of him. I, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, are you going to miss Berkey, the sports commenter on Sportsnet? Are you going to miss that character? What character? Uh -huh. <laughs> what? This is, hey, look, this is the same guy, the same sourpuss that dissed the Penguins because they had a lottery pick and got Sidney Crosby. Oh, they got Sidney Crosby. Right. Who, who couldn't do well with that team if they got Sidney Crosby? And now he's their GM. And they even ran clips of him. Saying that stuff, and he's like, "Well, that was then." <laughs> like, you know, he's not accountable. Same guy who bitched and complained about everything when he was the Leafs GM. Every day, the guy looked constipated. Seriously, the guy looked like I wish I could go to the toilet. That's that look. Nobody likes that type of look. No one wants to look at a, on television a puss like that. If it's just his voice, you know, all right, he's ornery. But right. to look at that guy, cut to Brian. Oh, geez, don't cut to Brian. Cut back to Kevin. I'll. I'll I'll be cut honest. back to Ron. Cut back to David Amber. Don't don't cut to Burke. And if you do, don't have him on camera for more than about three seconds with that puss. Let's put some visuals over top of it. That whatever he's talking about, right? You know, sweeten it up visually. But I can't look at the guy. I'm with anyway. you. I actually would stop anyway. watching because he was just he was so miserable, and I'd be right. like, right. "Is this a like an entertainment? Is this supposed yeah. to be entertainment about it's a hockey painful game?" Painful to watch. <laughs> So yes. good for him, him and Ron Hextall, I'm sure. And they hate Ron Hextall in Pittsburgh. Right. I'm sure it's going to be a fun group as they <laughs> see Malkin and Crosby and Latang say goodbye to Pittsburgh. Right. Good for you.
Oh, man. Great to see Anson Carter taking a slot. Let's hope it's a permanent move. He's enthusiastic. He's articulate. He's knowledgeable. He's a nice guy. And Burke wasn't a nice guy. Didn't appear to be a nice guy. Right. And meanwhile, Mike, John Shannon makes an appearance on Rogers. He's on the Rogers West telecast of the Oilers Senators game, which is blocked out in Ontario. Okay. All right. With Gene Principe. Hmm. I see a picture tweeted. It's good to be home. Wow. Shot at him on the set with Gene Principe. And then the next day he's on Hockey Central at noon. Wow. On the Rogers radio network, I guess. You want to hear a fun, mm. a fun real-time comment from a listener before we get your take on this? Yeah, let's <laughs> oh. go. So Brian's watching on Facebook. He goes, Shannon back on Sportsnet, the last person they needed or, wa- or I wanted back. So there's a shot from Brian who's watching us live. Yeah, Not a uh, Shannon is fan. Is McCowan coming back to Sportsnet? Doug McClain coming back? What about Glenn Healy? He coming back? No, he, that's, that ship sailed too long ago. I think that's You done. never know. You never know. If they also, if they make changes, look, TSN made all these changes. Sorry, Bell Media made all these changes at the top. And you know, Mike, I don't care what business it is. When a new management team comes in, they want their people. They want their generals. They want their, their hitmen, their capos, their people. They feel comfortable. So there's more changes coming, man. And, and I think like I mentioned to you about five years ago, a friend of mine at uh, TSN said he was scared that every time he walked into the building with his pass card, that it wasn't going to work, that he had heard horror stories. Right. Of, I mean, what's wrong? And I remember when I got let go, the lady, the first lady to go, the first one in the office went to log onto her computer and didn't, couldn't log on. And then within five seconds, two big burly security guards were there. Right. <clears throat> and that was it. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. I got a letter. Uh, oh, first of all, Jay Onright, a great job again, um, and felt really bad. And Dan O'Toole went on basically. Should should I mention the hashtag when I'm talking about uh, uh, mental illness? Should I use that hashtag with that company? It was a very precarious tweet. Oh, the, this is Dan O'Toole, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. So people don't think that's. And true. you're wondering too when the word came down that Dan was gone and producer Tim was gone and Brandon, their head writer, was gone and that Jay was staying. Mm-hmm. How, how did that turn out? What must have that been like? All right, man, you soldier on for the the rest of us. Carry the torch. But in the meantime, I, I can't let this go the way I was treated. I have to say something on social media. That's that's my thing. And even people were going, Dan, don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, no, man, I have to do it. Because I think it's therapeutic. I think if you keep that in, you know, your anger at the way you were treated, not so much that you're fired. It happens. But the way you were treated, like thrown out like yesterday's trash. Like you're a number. I'm sorry, what's your account number, sir, with Bell? I... Okay. Now, Dan has a reputation for going off on social media, maybe without giving he it does. A, a sober no, no. second thought, as they say. Uh, did he ever, did he delete those? I saw the string of tweets, uh, very like about going off on, you know, Bell Media for the Let's Talk hypo- hypocrisy. Uh, but I, won- I wonder, I haven't checked lately. I wonder if he at some point deleted those, but I haven't checked. So. I, don't, I don't know, but I know this. He's unbridled now, and that's good. 
you need to be able to say what's on your mind. And like I say, it's a therapeutic to say, you know, all these years after the, you know, the way I was treated, that's got to hurt. And it's going to take a while <clears throat> to rectify that in your own mind. You don't just, Oh, next week. Okay. I'll get another job. Yep. That happened. That was, that was a lot of time spent in your life and it never ends well, but she's not like that. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, you know, one of the several what a, listeners on, oh, I'm so sorry, but uh, this came up in a, a chat on your Facebook page last week, I believe, but yeah. that like one of the th reasons they fire, you know, Dan and not Jay or not both together. Like they don't dump them mm -hmm. both out is because that, that, duo that they spent millions promoting over the last several years is now broken up. Like they cannot do anything together. As so long as Jay wants to keep making his Bell Media paycheck, there is, there cannot be a Jay and Dan in any form anywhere at this time. I like think we should do some research as to what happens when uh, duos break up. Mm -hmm. What happens to the surviving members? Does one go on to, like, I mean, duos, Simon and Garfunkel broke up. Paul Simon went on to great things. Yeah. Right. Do we have an example of that in sports media, for example? You know, Jim and I broke up. We were together uh, like 11 years. Mm -hmm. and Jim soldiered on he, him and Gene Principe for a number of years and then Don Martin. Um, but anyway, I don't, I think we can both agree that it wasn't the same as the magic no. that we had together. And two examples off the top of my head real quick is that basically Jesse and Gene had successful careers in other ways, but really even now today, they're trying to be Jesse and Gene again, because that's sort or of humble and Fred. I mean, humble and take, Fred's yeah. a great example. They, you know, they, they really did realize that they were better together and, and yes. had more success as a duo. Yes. That's right. The sum is greater than the parts. So at some point, when maybe when Jay's finished with his Bell Media career, that could be the rebirth but of the Jay and Dan, whatever it is. Think about uh, this. Tim and Sid, Jay and Dan. How, how many sports duos, TV duos, let's say, spent more than 10 years together? Right. I mean, uh, you've got uh, Jennifer Hedger and Darren Detitian. But even that, even they work with other people and they work solo, mm -hmm. right? You know, they're on the desk with highlights and updates during hockey games, stuff like that. But their show is on, is it on at the same time every night? It's not, is it? That's another thing. They're together on the early evening, not the, the, the late night, not the late, late night, but the 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or whatever time that's on sports center. Sometimes they do a couple of reboots because they might come on after the Jays game or a Raptors game or whatever. And then they do a reboot to fill out the hour. I don't know, but they've been together for a long time. Right. 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 Now, if they were to, at some point, and they're not going to be together forever. If they were to break up, in other words, if they weren't going to be co-anchoring the show, mm -hmm. Jen would do her thing. Dutchie would do his thing. Would it be the same? Well, it's different to me because that's not an established duo brand. Like to me, you, it's we, not. I don't think don't, we you don't think we, so? we see them. To, no, I don't think so. Like we, nobody talks about you know, I don't know, okay, Jennifer and Darren or like. There's no like you know how you have Jay and Dan. Dutch Humble and, and Jen are not like Jay and Dan. No, no, no. Years they, together, no. Not branded that. No marketing efforts to brand them Why as a, a duo. Why? That's another question for you know others yeah. but i i'm i don't consider them a duo in the same regard but i will right. say like loggins and messina okay this is a, you know kenny loggins had some great solo <laughs> success in the 80s so there's another sunny and share yeah share didn't need sunny there so. right but and those are musical duos but I, in, I in the realm of sports media when you get two people together right. for a long period of time and i don't care 
what it is or for what reasons, there's going to be friction. Seven year itch, 10 years together. <laughs> but, I, but I think 10 years is probably a good measuring stick of if you can be successful in a duo for 10 years. Right. You're, you will have made a name for yourself. There's a brand there with that duo. Mm -hmm. If you go out on your own, you may likely be known as, for a long time, half of the duo that did this. Right. Right? So, so let's find out. It'll be fun to, fun to watch what happens with Tim and Sid in this regard. Like, you know, Sid's going off to a different, you know, Rogers uh, universe, if you will. Right. A whole different thing. We'll see what happens with Tim right. without well, Sid. Well, it's going to be Tim and Cabby. Is that and official? Tim and Cabby will end up being a but greater duo than Tim and Sid was. Okay. See, this is what, it, what could happen. Okay. Is that Tim, the Tim and Sid duo could be a stepping stone for Tim to hook up with a guy like Cabby, let's say, and really go like skyrocket their own Netflix series. You know what I mean? Well, time will tell. I, I, don't will be, so? I, I don't think so. No, <laughs> it's possible. Um, several listeners, viewers on YouTube expressed their displeasure at my comments about Natasha Staniszewski. Uh, one person wrote, quote, I think the way you spoke about Natasha was completely condescending. Mm. Maybe watch your tone and ask if you would have talked that way if she wasn't a woman, end quote. Mike, do you think that if Natasha was a man, I would have said the same things about her, his, her performance, yeah. uh, uh, critique her, well, their performance on air? We literally just shit on uh, Brian Burke and John Shannon in some regard. Like, I, I honestly don't think we're uh, favoring uh, males over females here. Uh, it, no, I don't, I don't think you would have said it any differently right. if Natasha was a man. I, I and remind me, what did you, you say? That, now. What did you say uh, that was oh, uh, misconstrued I don't, I don't, here? I don't think I was condescending. I don't but think people so. people can interpret things their own way. They, oh, what do you mean by that? Or I thought you were just racist, Hebsey. I didn't think you were also a uh, misogynist. <laughs> Please. Don't, I joke. Don't, don't I joke. Like that. Just Listen, joking. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with whether you have a disability, your age, sexual preference. You know me. It's performance. Are you good? Mm -hmm. Are you the best that there can be at that position? Have you improved? And that's another thing. I, at, this, at this stage, I don't want to see somebody who's learning the job on the air. I don't want to see Vladimir Guerrero learning to play third base, although his bat certainly makes up for it. But right. the same way, I don't want to see a broadcaster uh, make their mistakes at this level. Go do it on cable TV or on YouTube or at a small station somewhere mm -hmm. or at a college station. Learn, but don't show me somebody that's, you know, here's a national broadcaster is putting someone on the air. That's just, it's cringeworthy. How was Natasha chosen like let's say they were going to choose somebody from that position at tsn i i'm just curious you think it's just simply like like i can't i is it just like her salary like for, by all accounts she's a uh, lovely to work with she was good at her job i just wonder how she was picked is it just a random thing do they they roll a dice and say okay it's going to be natasha i think you have to look at all the people the on-air people that we know on sportsnet and tsn let's take a look let all of them those who are studio hosts, those that do play-by-play, -play, those that do color analysts, those that are guests on a panel, those that have regular shows, those are, that are reporters. You have to take all of them and say, are they working enough hours that we can afford to keep them? And so my only thought is, is that they didn't have enough hours for Natasha. Mm. There, was, there weren't any hours for her. There's no, there's no, um, 
regular sports center show that she's on, I don't know. Again, I'm not up at two in the morning to see. Right. And sometimes when I watch the morning loop, sometimes she's on. They had this other TSN thing when they when the pandemic hit, another digital service. Kobe, Kuvi. Oh, what was it called? Quibi. Quibi. Yeah, Quibi? Quick, quick bites. That yeah. I think she was going to be a part of, and some of the other um, uh, females at yeah. TSN were going to be the presenters. Lindsay Hamilton, Kayla Gray. Lindsay Hamilton, right. Kayla Gray, right. right. And so I guess they just sort of went, okay, what do we have for Natasha? She's not doing Raptor games. She's not doing Leaf games. She's not on the panel. She's not, I don't think, doing updates during the, right. uh, the, the broadcasts. Do we have enough hours for her? And I guess okay. the answer was, you know, we don't. Right. And so what do you do with someone? You can't pay somebody if they don't have hours. Makes sense. And, you know, I, the only thing I can think of, because Kate Burness does the Raptor games. Right. And I think she does Sports Center as well. But again, it's random. It's a toss the coin. Now it's Jermaine Franklin during the evenings um, on Sports Center. I think. Is he on? Is it weekend evenings or is it every night at times? I can't keep up. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's got nothing to do with any of those things. It's gotcha. if you, are you good? And maybe that that uh, McCain's money dried up because there was some uh, McCain's money there. Yeah, and and maybe. Simply her performance didn't measure up. Maybe they just looked at her performance and said, it's, you know, this person's better. This person's better. This per if, if, if we were to rate all the TSN personalities, anchors, reporters, rate them all like they used to do in the newspapers years ago sure. with global city, CHCH, right. TSN, CBC, and say, okay, here's your top personalities, the sportscasters. But now there's just so many of them. Right. You know, back in the day, there were three or four. And of course, TSN had a bunch. Now there's how many? How many on-air people are there at Sportsnet and TSN? And I got to be careful because Laura Dykin's dad lives across the street. So I got to But 100, right? There's got to be 100 people that we see on air. Right. If you include all the panelists and whatever, it's got to be. Wow. Wow. Let's rate them one day. <laughs> how about that? Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the Leafs the other night. And as soon as the game is over, and this is on Sportsnet Ontario. I watch the Leaf games that are on Sportsnet. I watch them on Sportsnet Ontario. I'm from Ontario. I want the Ontario updates. I want, if they're going to do local cut-ins, regional cut-ins, it's got to be the Ontario stuff. Sure. Do I? I don't want to see the commercials from Calgary or Vancouver. <laughs> right. Right? Right. So as soon as the game's over, they throw to the Sportsnet studio. I think it's Cuthbert. Like, boom, now let's go to Sportsnet. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and here's Jesse Fuchs and Faisal Kamisa anchoring. Okay. The first thing they do is they throw right back to the studio, right back. <laughs> David Amber, Anthony Stewart, Elliot Friedman, a little wrap up, little, what do you think? What do you do? A little dance, a little song back to Sportsnet. They throw it. And now back to the anchors. We don't see them now. They're voicing over a Columbus Blue Jackets highlight package. And then there's this awkward pause. <clears throat> and then they reboot to start the show. So they can welcome the viewers who are watching the Oilers Ottawa game. So I know that one of the anchors, the one that's talking in his ear, the producer's going, uh, welcome, welcome the uh, Ottawa viewers. Because remember, Ottawa is also part of Ontario, but their games are blacked out in this region. Right. We're not in the Senators region. Right. So we, nobody could see the Ottawa game. But this is Sportsnet Ontario. And now these guys are going, oh, we want to say hi to the people watching from Ottawa. Screw you people that are Leaf fans that have been watching the Leaf game all night and want to see highlights of other games. The hell with you. <laughs> We're now welcoming the fans from Ottawa to our little show here. So they got to reboot. Right. And what do they do on the reboot? 
For those of you who are watching the Oilers Ottawa game, let's go back to Edmonton and say hello to Jack Michaels and Louis DeBrusque. And they cut to those guys and they do a nice, nice wrap up of the Oilers game, a little highlight package and a little, you know, and this guy did a great job. That guy did it. I really like Louis DeBrusque and I had never seen this, uh, uh, this other fellow, uh, Jack Michaels. He's good too. Um, this is Sportsnet Ontario, though. I'm going, who the hell cares? Give me back to the Leafs. Right? Where's the Sheldon Keefe press conference? Where's the Morgan Riley clips from Zoom? Where is all that stuff? Right. I don't give a crap for these guys. <laughs> and so they throw back to the desk so that the folks that were watching the Oilers game, the Oilers-Ottawa uh, game, can now they can now see the highlights of the Leaf game, which we've just seen. We've watched the game, and we've watched the highlight package of the Leafs, and now we're going to see the Leaf highlight package <laughs> Again, for these viewers from Ottawa and Edmonton, these humps. No, not from Edmonton, just from Ottawa. Right. Just the people in the Ottawa region. Get your own team. For crying out loud, Sportsnet has like six channels. Why? Why? Do I have to show see the Leaf highlights? I saw the game. This is obviously bothering you, Hebsy. This is a... And I'm going to see it again. Right. Before Raptor highlights, before other stuff. Come on. Have you ever heard a Leaf fan, though, complain about watching, especially because the Leafs are winning? When the Leafs win, I, I find it effortless to watch the replays over and over again. It's when they lose, I don't want to see it multiple, you know. No complaints, I'd say. I know, but just, it was, I, I, I'm watching, I'm from Toronto, I'm watching right. Sports in Ontario. You know me, I watch the Leaf games, I watch the Raptor games, I watch the Jays games, I watch TFC, I watch the local teams first. I don't care about the Ottawa Senators, I'm sorry. Right. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I don't follow them. I don't care. I could name you some players on the team, but it's not like it used to be where I'm sure you got to know, you got to know all the players on every team. You got to know their numbers. You got to know their height right. and weight. You got to know what town they came from. You got to know where they played their junior. You got to know where they played their collegiate. You got to know what their grade point average was. You got to know the names of their mother, father, grandmother, and siblings. And if you don't, you don't know enough because that guy over there, he knows. Right. And that guy over there, he knows what his course he is and what his five-on-five face-off yeah. percentage is. He knows everything. That's Jeff Merrick. He knows that all. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> and speaking of which, Jeff Merrick the other night is on the desk and Ron McClain is in his backyard with his kids playing oh. hockey to promote oh. Hockey Day in Canada. TJ, TJ and Brody. on the desk. Right. And he throws, he says, <laughs> and now let's go to my home in Stouffville, Ontario, my backyard with right. my two kids, TJ and Brody. Right. And here's Ron McLean. <laughs> it's too chummy, chummy. It should have been this way. Mm-hmm. Ron McLean on the desk. Let's go to Jeff Merrick in his backyard with his kids. You see how that should work? But Hockey Day in Canada, I, I don't know. I just thought that was just yeah. A you know what? Of course you're right. But odd. It was just it was. They probably flipped the uh, the trope, if you will, and said, "Wouldn't it be funny if it was Ron McLean with uh, Jeff's kids and Jeff was, was working?" And meanwhile, <laughs> it's freezing cold out there, and you can see, you know when it's cold and you're outside and you're trying to talk, and you know the feeling. You're yeah. Like your lips are moving a certain way, but it doesn't come out the way you want it to. And after a while, it sounded that way with Ron. I don't know how long he was out there for, but it was cold in Stouffville. And I'm thinking, let's go to Ron. I, he might have pre-taped one of the segments because it was like, it's freaking cold out here, right? <laughs> anyway, hey, I digress. I have a couple, just a couple of live comments because pe- a lot of people watching you live, but just one comment that Cabby... Should we just turn this into a <laughs> no, live, I like to, uh, I like to take s- phone calls and take... I've been doing this for in pandemic the of the Fridays. Show, I sprinkle take- it in, like I try to find a spot, and I know you're segueing to a different topic. So this is a chance to just jump in and say that uh, Jerry Jerry wants you to know that uh, Cabby is happy in uh, in Las Vegas. So I don't That's know. That's what they you- all say. Brian Burke was happy at Sportsnet too. Let and- me tell you something. 
and he had a little bit of do re mi, a right. chance to have a program. And him and Tim are buddies from right. a long way back. For sure, for sure. And uh, later in this program, are you going to be speaking about uh, the TSN radio changes outside of this market? Of course. I okay, do. then I'll save Dr. Hockey's question for that. And just before we get you on your way, Andrew Ward wants to know, did you listen to Al Strachan on Toronto Mike? And did, what, what did you think of his Brian Burke story? No, I didn't listen to Al Strachan. I don't think Al likes me. And so if he, if I don't think he likes me, then I'm not, not interested in listening. He to doesn't like he anybody, I don't think. I think he's got... Oh, well, then if he doesn't like anybody, then <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, so Al used to write about me Andrew. a lot. And something happened. See, that's another thing. Somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. if I start thinking, why doesn't this guy return my calls? Or why doesn't he want to talk to me? Or whatever it is. I would drive myself crazy, Mike, trying to figure out what was it that I said or oh. did that might've upset this guy. Certain people get upset a lot easier than others. They're more sensitive. I could be racking my brains going, why the heck doesn't he want to, I know people like that too. Why doesn't he like me? What was it? And then I realized it's quite possible that I said something that he didn't like as far in a critique. It's quite possible. Well, then you and Burke have something in common here because uh, Strachan and Burke have quite the thing going there too. But okay, just quite Burke's that was got stuff going with everybody. Mm-hmm. So that and was Strachan for Andrew. Too. Strachan had some issues also, but listen, oh my god, yeah, that's what happens when you're controversial, right? And if you ever read his columns in the Globe and Mail first, and even before that, when he was on radio in Montreal, mm-hmm. right? He had a good show. He had an overnight show in Montreal. He's listen to it. He's right. good. He's controversial. He looks at things and goes, "Wait a minute." He asks good questions. He's a good journalist. But he doesn't like me. So if he doesn't like me, I'm, why am I going to listen? <laughs> All right, fuck Al Fuck him. It was very interesting. His no, story no. about yeah, I'm that's me talking. But uh, very interesting. His uh, story about Al. Uh, sorry about uh, uh, Brian Burke and uh, Tiger Williams on a, a military flight. So there's an Al right, cool. so, so go find Al Strachan on Toronto. Eight hundred. Uh, it's earlier than that. It's like I don't know seven ninety or something. I I can't remember the number. But find Al Strachan on Toronto Mike. This podcast is brought to you by Toronto Mike. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Listen to the Al Strachan episode. Where that was Andrew Ward who put that question out there. So Thank you, Andrew, for that. Thanks for uh, getting us off the rails here. Okay. By the way, yeah. uh, I was thinking of going after Quest Trade <laughs> as a sponsor for Hebsey on Sports. And then I realized <laughs> even if they offered me a million dollars, I would say no. Because those commercials are killing me. Those commercials make me feel so stupid, so right. inadequate. Right. Guy comes over to another guy's place. Wow. This is not, I'll never get a down payment for this. Hey, <laughs> don't talk like that. It's possible. How about the one with the two brothers? You're right. not still with mom oh, and yeah. dad's financial guy, are you? And the guy, that tight ass guy, he has a look and he gulps like, <laughs> and I'm like, you two guys seem to be, first of all, you're sitting in a nice, looks like a nice apartment, nice big place. Yeah. Mom and dad must have done pretty well with their financial guy. Pretty well. Right. To put you in a position where you can go, oh, you're not using mom and dad's guy, huh? Uh, that beautiful house you grew up in, the cars you were driving, that's because mom and dad's guy <laughs> turned them into the right investments, you jerk. Okay, Hepsi, you're, you're, da- you're damn on because that, you're right on because that, that whole campaign is targeting your kids and they don't give right. a they don't give an F what you think because they know you're using a guy, but they're looking for the, you know, the 20 somethings, uh, 30 yeah, somethings. They don't have to pay these exorbitant fees. But then they course, just go buy the game stock or whatever. Like they're just, you know, that's the that's danger all. of running your own show. You should that's all. Get so the commercials are offensive, not as offensive though, as watching the Leafs and Habs from the Bell Center, the Bell Center, the Centre Bell, and on their helmets, 
Bell. And this is the company, Bell, that just chopped and mutilated like 500 people with robocalls and with some of them finding out via members of the media or social media. Eek. That's just yeah. distasteful. And I said so in a tweet. That, that I just found it distasteful watching that. I just thought it was offensive. And, and, and am I wrong to think that way? Well, that the it, company that just did this, that, that, that they're public enemy number one for a while anyway, and now their name is slapped all over this team and that arena. And, and well, you know, Bell knows that it's the 0.001% that have even like caught wind of this, you know, evil Bell carnage or whatever. And they know that they're just trying to move, you know, internet and mobile phone subscriptions uh that's it like that's the, that and uh, some cable tv packages from bell fiber whatever so the the, the right. ma- you know that that's that's all they care about i don't know why they're in the media business but we'll save this for later save everything for later well i know it's coming up it's coming up when you do the 10 this sorry the right. uh, tsn I, radio thing i have a feeling that the fan has to bolster their lineup because the fact that TSN did not cut anything or anybody at TSN 1050 mm-hmm. means the battle is still on, right? Like in Vancouver, Sportsnet 650 doesn't have to worry anymore. Right. Hey, guess what? There's only one of us now. In, in Winnipeg, even though there was only one uh, TSN station, all sports, CJOB does a lot of sports. Uh, that's the number one station in, in Winnipeg. So they're pretty happy now. They don't, they can talk sports at their own leisure. They can have a little, you know, a two hour show here or whatever. They can hire some of the people that were let go by these other stations and make their lineup rock solid in Hamilton. That's not going to happen because uh, it was only half a radio station to start with anyway. But if you're working for a TSN station in these other markets, how are you supposed to feel? For now. Okay, you guys survive this round of cuts. But by the way, our contract with the, the local hockey team ends in a couple of years. And then who knows? Okay, let's talk about 1050 because that's obviously most people listening. Well, talk I wanted about... to talk about the fan. Oh, well, I'm make sorry. Changes. No, no. You've got to make changes. Yes. They've got to replace Wilner in the booth. Number one, I think. With they a former player, with the morning right? Show. right? So why don't you take Scott MacArthur and give him Wilner's gig because he's a baseball guy anyway. Because they want a former player, I think. I think they want a former player in there. What do you think do about you that? Know? Well, I don't know, but I know. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Just what Jerry Howard said. <laughs> I, I, I think the uh, color or the analyst position uh, would be, because you could have Ben Wagner can be your play-by-play and then put a former player in the booth as the, the color or the analyst. Like a Joe Siddle type. I, I tell you what, I yeah. think you add Siddle to the television broadcast, you do a simulcast. Well, that's the cheapest way. So, well, that's what they're going to do, aren't they? They're going to say, "Okay, let's replace Wilner's salary right now." But then, what do you do with Wagner? Wagner, like if you're simultaneously a non-entity, you you could change. I honest to God, I swear to you, Mike. No, I mean, you could you could say tune the game in on Fan Five Ninety. You would hear a different voice than Ben Wagner, mm -hmm. and not one person would go, "Hey, hey." No, Where's I, Ben Wagner? I'm with you, actually. I totally agree with you. But of course, if you're simulcasting... That's sad, isn't it? And I'm sorry. And, I, and I, don't, I don't mean it to be that Ben Wagner's a bad broadcaster. He's not. He just isn't a well-known um, Toronto... 
guy. He spent many years doing the Buffalo Bisons game, mm-hmm. and he was uh, what's the word? Elevated, promoted to the position of major league play-by-play because of his ten years or so in the minors right. with the Buffalo team. He was rewarded for his time in the minors. Uh, Elliot Price was available. Many hundreds and hundreds. Um, wait a second. It might be a thousand major league baseball games, Montreal Expos games. The guy called two perfect games on radio. He's working at the fan 590. He's there. What the hell what were they thinking of? Honest to God. When they said, oh, you're, you don't fit. But this guy, Ben Wagner, he's been in Buffalo for 10 years. Was that the biggest clusterfuck? I mean, you could, the guy had major league baseball experience. Is that he an example about of the Jays? Is that an example of ageism? Oh, it's got nothing to do with it. No, you don't Scully think so? Until he was 95 years old. I, th- I think Rogers wanted. No, 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 no. Not for a play-by-play. Okay. okay. When you've got, when you ascend to the top play-by-play job, right? You are a veteran major league broadcaster. You can come in from minor leagues and be the number two guy for a while and then move from number two to number one. When that guy goes, that's a natural thing. But Elliot Price had all kinds of experience and, in fact, was this close to getting the job with the Washington Nationals. And when Tom Cheek was ill in 2005, I mean, he was there. He was available. He was ready and I think was trying, trying to negotiate with the Jays well, we, you know, we can't do that. I mean, Tom's scheduled to do a bunch of games next year. Apparently the doctors are like, are you kidding? He's terminal. <sighs> so they dragged their heels there. But I mean, and again, I've never met Ben Wagner before and he's fine, but he still, I'm sorry. He sounds like a Buffalo Bisons announcer. Okay. I would have much rather heard Elliot Price, Expo's announcer, Canadian guy, available, doing a show. I think he was doing a show out of Montreal at the time, but was available. Right. Okay. So it sounds and then, like, and then ended right. up at the fan and ended up doing a morning show with Greg Brady right. when he should have been the play by play guy or in the booth with Jerry Howarth. So, uh, in 2021, what you would do is you would take Scott MacArthur off the fan 590 morning show. You'd put him in the booth with Ben Wagner, who has the gig for play by play right now. No, no, no. no okay. You speak- put him in the booth with Ben Wagner. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's in his? Who's in the booth with him? If he if he's in the booth, who's Scott? Scott's- get Elliot Price for crying out loud! Oh, I see. Get Elliot. me somebody okay. that's got major league experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. okay. And then and then form a duo, and then say, do these people have chemistry together? Or go and select two people that you think would work well together, and audition them together, and let them hang out together, do some mock games together, develop a relationship. Dan and Buck have known each other for. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's easy. It's natural. Buck was the play-by-play guy. Uh, Buck was the color man. Dan was the play-by-play guy. Then Buck did play-by-play and Dan. then they share. Come on. They know each other, but it took a while to develop the relationship. Okay. The Ben Wagner, Mike Wilner relationship didn't work. And so Wilner was the fall guy. Wagner should have been the fall guy. Maybe that was do re me. <clears throat> maybe it was. Cause maybe it was anyway. I think there's going to be some changes. Greg Sansoni's not going to sit around and let the fan fall any deeper uh, in the ratings and let, let TSN catch up to them.
Hepsi, I think your your allusion a moment ago to the simulcast, which I think a lot of the purists and people like you know you and I are like, oh, that you it's different. We love baseball on the radio, and it's different than the TV call, and you can't change that. They paint a picture, blah blah blah. But it's inevitable, right? At some point, that's the move to save money. And how many Jays fans would complain if it was, uh, let's say, Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez on the radio, even if it was the simulcast of the sports net call? They wouldn't. And the reason for that is, is that the radio duo or whoever your radio announcers are, aren't strong enough that people are going to miss them. And they love Dan and Buck. Mm -hmm. And so to listen to Dan and Buck, if they can't see Dan and Buck, Mm -hmm. is the next best thing. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Like they haven't made any announcements otherwise. I'm not, I don't, there may be an issue with Major League Baseball in that you have to have a separate broadcast. <clears throat> interesting. That's an interesting However, uh, perspective. That doesn't preclude the Jays from eventually having their own app and controlling all the audio themselves, like uh, the San Jose Sharks are doing. Um, I think the Oakland A's are doing it. Mm. If you want to listen to the games, you have to listen to our audio. The Thai Cats, I think, are going to do it now. I'm not sure they're going to go back to CHML radio. I think they're just going to say, you know oh. what? We own the content. We are providing the audio service. All you have to do is have an app or you can go online. But, but, How about that? Okay, fine. But Why go through a middleman? Why go through an over-the-air station because you own it. listening to? Like you own it. And it helps with your yeah. morning show because this will be you, a good Jays team. This will help with the morning show. You own it, man. You own the content. But you own the station. Like you own 590 because it's a Rogers station. And they know well, that's the different. You own, you own an over-the-air station. But the right. Ticats don't own a station. No. Ticats are right? after. They right. have to negotiate rights. Not that. And the other thing is they already screwed CHML years ago when they jumped to TSN 1150. Right. Which nobody listened to except for Ticat. Right. Anyway. right, right, right. Now, um, so you're in Vancouver. You got two sports radio stations. You've got you don't have Grizzlies anymore, but you've still got the Canucks, which are huge. You've got the Whitecaps, which are very big. You got the BC Lions, which are pretty popular too. Uh, and you got the Seattle Seahawks nearby, and you got the Seattle Mariners, and you got the Jays, even though they're not in Vancouver. A lot of sports talk in Vancouver. And now you find out that after listening to a station for 20 years and getting used to hearing the personalities, the voices, like they're your friends, suddenly the station goes belly up. I mean, they didn't fire a few people. They didn't change the morning show around. They wiped out the entire station, the entire format. Veterans like Don Taylor and Blake Price, very well-known people in that area for years, were among the dozens of talented people who lost their jobs. TSN 1040 played Green Day's Good Riddance as their final on-air song before switching formats. They didn't realize that the name of the song is not I Hope You Had the Time of Your Life. Right. It's called Good Riddance, Idiots. Same thing for Winnipeg, Hamilton's TSN. At Winnipeg and Hamilton's, and I mentioned the Troy Westwood story. He was a fixture on 1290 TSN in Winnipeg. Uh, and he had no idea what happened until a reporter called him and asked for a comment. Uh, a comment on what? Right. Oh, you didn't hear what happened? No. Other people got robocalls. A friend of mine at TSN said that a, that oh my God. got a robocall. Wow. This is Bell Media. You have been terminated. That's the worst, Heads. That's the worst. A package. You will... Like, wow. Not even a, your direct report calling you up and saying, hey, uh, I'm really sorry. Because in COVID times, you know, you can't put them in a room like they did at the CHCH. So. <laughs> right. I wanted to, 
I got a lot of people, you know, talking about how horrible it is to be fired, uh, not just in this business, but in, in any situation. But in, but the folks who told the stories from this business were the most heartbreaking stories. How so many people have been let go from their jobs in media and how they were treated, how they found out about it, how they were lied to in advance. And I thought about if you were a boss and you knew something was coming down and you cared about someone personally, could you really keep that to yourself until the cutthroat bean counters went in and just eviscerated everyone? I don't think I could. I think I would say, look, I like you too much. I'm going to give you a heads up. Everybody's going to be gone. Go find another gig. Send out your tapes now. Uh, could could you not do that? If you were a boss, you looked at someone and says, and then this guy's going to get caught with his pants down. He's got a wife, three kids, a mortgage. His daughter needs braces. Da, 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 da. And we're going to drop the hammer on this dude. And he's going to get like three months severance or, and not going to be able to find a job. If I give him a heads up, can he find something? Can he find a way to cushion the blow? Or does he tell everybody? It's risky, man. It, it's risky, buddy. How do you do it? Because that, that, if, 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 that, if this person you tell reacts in a way that reveals that they were told, uh, it's your ass on the line. And, and you know, as you know, because you're, right. <laughs> there's not a lot of jobs for you either. Like, it's really risky. That's right. And that's why it's a really shitty feeling. And I'm sure for a Jay on rate to, to maybe know. Maybe they said, listen, Jay, it's coming down. You're, you're okay. But... Uh, I think I, I actually am of the opinion that they probably did not tell Jay because of how close Jay is with Dan and that it's unfair for Jay to keep that secret from his good friend Dan O'Toole. Well, maybe they told him first. Yeah, like, right, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe simultaneously. you're going to have to, uh, yeah, yeah, deal with. Like, hi, Jay, currently, you know, someone else is on the phone with Dan letting him know that was his last Sports Center appearance. So I thought about this and I thought, you know, my expression, it never ends well. <laughs> And how everyone's lost, I mean, not everyone, but in fact, I know quite a few people that have never lost a job. They left a job, right. but they never were fired, laid off, whatever. And so maybe they're not aware of the terrible feeling, humiliating feeling, especially if you're in a business where you're recognizable, you're right. media. Right. What happened to you? Didn't you used to be this? What are you doing now? <laughs> Stuff like that. You know, what happened? What happened? Why, why did they let you go? And then, you get this now, of course, on social media, when someone is let go, the outpouring of emotion from the, the followers, right? Everyone feels as if it's like signing a, um, when you go to a funeral and you sign the guest book, right? It's tough, man. And then a couple of days later, you've forgotten. Well, that's it. It's got a 48 hour shelf life, that uh, whole outpouring on social media. So I was thinking about my career in media and I kind of jotted a few things down. And if you'll bear with me here, the first job I ever had on the air, I was an all night disc jockey in Kitchener. In fact, I was on the air the night Elvis Presley died. I reported it and then played, you know, I don't know 20 hours of Elvis music. I went to the record library and grabbed every Elvis album and just played it all night long. Wow. And then a few months later, I'm listening to the station and I hear the announcer go and join us this Saturday night, the Jim O'Connell oh. show on CKKW. And I'm like, wait a minute, Saturday night's my, that's my show. And that's how I found out. I was 19 years old. It was my first on-air job. So weekends, overnights, Kitchener. I, I don't even know how much money it was. It doesn't matter. 
but I found out listening to the station on the air. And then I phoned the next morning yeah. and the boss wouldn't talk to me. Wow. His secretary said, uh, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. And then I got a envelope in the mail with my final See, paycheck or something. It was no better. So that was, that was the start of the business. That was, I'm like, whoa, wow. that's harsh. Eh? It's a valuable lesson. How do, they, how do they normally do it? If you get fired up, what, what's the, what, Oh, what's so, the usual? Well, procedure? normally in non-COVID times, of course. Uh, normally, it's uh, hey, uh, you book a meeting. Can you meet uh, meet with me? Your boss would be like, can you meet with me at ten a.m. in the boardroom or whatever? And you'd be in there, and the boss would come in with uh, an HR rep or somebody else, like who would. So the two would come in, and they'd have a folder in their hand, and they sit down and go, "I'm afraid we've made a difficult decision, and we're going to let you go." And they do the spiel, and they say, "Here's your paper. You please uh, look, review it, and uh, have it." back to us by whatever and we're willing to offer whatever whatever so it's all in the papers you have your lawyer look right. at it whatever like it's that kind of spiel in non-covid times right it, you never get a chance to say goodbye either once in a while bobcat got to say goodbye that's true once i did as well I'm, okay so so that's the first job so i find out on the air on the station i work for that i my show has been replaced by someone else right. second job was at the cbc Okay, in the summer during the Olympics, uh, I got called in. They handed me an envelope. Thank you very much. Open the envelope. You're hereby terminated. Last check, whatever it was. Thanks very much. Next job I had was in Niagara Falls working in radio. My boss was so drunk. This guy was such a drunk that he handed me a letter. It was a termination letter. And the letter read, the bearer, Mark Shebster. Oh. Like he didn't even know my name and I still have a letter. Mark Shebster. I'm like, this drunk is firing me. He doesn't even know my name and he's typing it. So that's how I found out that another envelope with the wrong name on it. Then I'm at CKFH 1430. I'm working for Bob McCowan. I'm doing sports casts. And one day my boss, also an alcoholic, funny for that. Um, says to me, we're having a huge tribute to Foster Hewitt, the owner of the radio station. And there are going to be speeches and testimonials. And then Mr. Hewitt's going to get up and it's going to be a couple of hours worth. I want you to tape this audio tape, the whole thing. And then I want you to edit it down to 15 minutes, let's say. And we're going to run it on our six o'clock news or something like that. Right. So you got to take now two hours of tape. And this is back in the day. This is on cassette tape. Right. So now I have to take this, transfer it to reel to reel when I get to the radio station and then physically edit with a, with a razor blade and a 45 degree angle cut. I have to splice, no electronic editing, right? Splice, physically splice the parts out and splice together from two hours worth to 15 minutes. And I had already done the morning sports run and I'm supposed to do the afternoon sports run. So this is going to be like a 14 hour day. Wow. And I'm in no shape to do this. And so I say, after a while, I say, like, I got to go home for a nap. And I'll be back and I'll edit it. And he says, no, no, you got to finish this and run it up to Mr. Hewitt so he can see. And I said, no, no, no. Anyway, long story short, I, I can't even, I'm, I'm dead on my feet. Because normally I would do a split shift. I'd do the morning sports run till 9 a.m., go home, have a bite to eat, nap for a couple of hours, and be back in the afternoon for 2.30 or 3 o'clock to prepare for the afternoon sports. It's right. called a split shift in radio. So I, I, I'm i dead on my feet. It's like two in, two in the afternoon and I'm, I haven't gotten home for a nap. So I go home and uh, I pass out. 
and then my phone rings and I answer it and it's my boss. And he's like, get your ass down here. And I didn't get down in time and didn't get it edited. And uh, he fired me. Wow. wow. I got fired for that. Wow. And what happened was I was talking to a friend of mine, the late, great Randy Eklund, former judge, former lawyer. He was my agent, became my agent, big Blue Jays fan, uh, huge supporter of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, sat on the board. And Randy said to me, well, they can't do that to you. They can't fire you without cause. I went, well, I guess the cause was I disobeyed orders. And he's like, that's not good enough. And so uh, we, we filed suit against the radio station for wrongful dismissal and we won. Oh, good. <laughs> so that's sort of when I went, wait a minute, they can't treat me that way. You can't just fire someone. Now, I don't know the details of all the bell cuts, but I'm sure they did it by the letter of the law in that they gave them proper severance. Um, Sure. So as that they wouldn't run into any problems after the fact. And if necessary, there were um, non-disclosures or whatever. But in back, back then it was, you're fired. Right. That's it. So we want a wrongful dismissal uh, case now, but here's the best part uh -huh. is I, prior to that, I had applied for. You cut out Hebsey. For, uh, unemployment insurance. EI. Okay. Yes. And. This boss of mine who had fired me hated me so much that he had contacted uh, EI and told them not that I shouldn't be paid uh, because of my um, attitude or some big thing. Like he doesn't deserve it. That he's cause like lazy. Like they don't have to pay you as maybe if you're fired for cause or something like that. Yeah. So he, his thing was, you know, they, they don't pay him because he was fired because he didn't work or whatever it was, but I had no, and they had never heard of this before that someone actually had contacted them to, to refuse paying employment insurance. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they set up a tribunal and I had to go to this tribunal and I had to state my case as to why I deserved employment insurance, That's unemployment insurance. Yeah. And he was supposed to be there representing his side. So I'm nervous as hell and sit in front of these three people and I show up to do my thing and he never shows up. So <laughs> yeah. I won the case and or not didn't win the case. I didn't I right. ended up getting my benefits. Right. Then we won the wrongful dismissal case from these bastards. How's that? Woo! Man. But wait. Yeah, there's more. It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Uh, I'm working for CJCL a couple years later. I'm doing a, a sports phone-in show. I'm doing, we got Jays, we got Leafs. But remember, there are partners. I'm doing a phone-in show, a talk show, but they're, they're still our partners, right? We make our money from them. <laughs> we have to pay for the rights, but they can also, Harold Ballard can also say what's on his mind. I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. Fire that guy, stuff like that. So I get fired. And... Um, I go to my good friend and agent lawyer, Randy Eklund. And I say, here's what happened. And he goes, Ooh, that's a, that's another wrongful dismissal. They can't just fire you. <laughs> they can't just fire you because of bad ratings. Well, they, they have to be clear. They can, of course, but they have to sever you fairly is the big correct there. Right. They can't fire you without, without severance. You've right. got to, if you're going to let someone go, you have to pay off the rest of their contract or you have to pay them so that they can have time to find another job. Right. But they didn't. So we, we, another wrongful dismissal case, we won again. Wow. And as soon as this happens, I get a call from, I can't mention the names of them because it's disclosed, two very popular um, 
Toronto media personalities. And both of them asked me the same. Can I have the phone number of your lawyer, agent, Randy Eklund, the late, great Randy Eklund? Right. And both of them contacted him and both of them won large, much larger than mine, wrongful dismissal cases against their employers. Wow. Bastards. Love to know those names. (laughs) Can't tell you. You know one of them. You don't know the other one. Okay. All right. Are we done with sports media? Did you have some more questions or comments? Or uh, how long? Yeah, there were a bunch, a bunch here. I know we're in overtime here, but uh, is it Dr. Hockey wants to know, do you think 1050 TSN is safe? Like, and for how long if TSN's 1050 is safe? As long as they have the rights to games. Yeah, and they, okay. But they own the teams, like 37.5%. Well, as long okay. as they've got, there are Leaf games over their airwaves, there are Raptor games over their airwaves, there are Argonaut games, whenever that happens, over their airwaves. Yeah, they're okay. They have to be the crown jewel of the TSN radio network. There's not, how, what's left? Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, which may be on shaky ground. Right. You've had a few people already leave places to go sort of sideways. In that market, you know what I mean? It's very difficult. And um, sorry, and Edmonton, I think, mm-hmm. and does Edmonton have a TSN station. Yeah, and but I don't. But they Calgary, don't have rights. No, I don't think Calgary does. Uh, and Edmonton, which has a TSN station, I do not believe that station they has don't have the, the rights. rights to the game. So it does not. See, Ottawa has the rights to the Senators for another, I think, another four years, and Montreal has the rights to the Canadians, English language, for another two years. Okay, so the clock is ticking. And that's it. Okay. The rest so, of the rights in Canada are owned by other like um, Chorus or Roger stations. And worth mentioning that the the Vancouver and Winnipeg TSN radio stations are now going to be funny stations, just like Hamilton's Funny Eight Twenty. Right, and essentially, what it is is, if anyone doesn't know, is that they completely automate stand-up comic bits. It's Typic- good. It's funny, actually. Yes, but it's, it's inexpensive to run. Like it literally, one person can work for fourteen bucks an hour and keep that station right. going. That's right. That's the future and, of AM radio, they say. And you could have the same. There's three markets with the funny right now, and they could all be theoretically the same with just different maybe uh, local ads popped in, but they could be yes. the same content. It makes them money. And yeah. like you say, it's cheap programming. Super cheap. What else for media? Uh, just that a devil's advocate, Vanilla Coke, uh, just says that <laughs> I'm not sure you can blame uh, Rogers and Bell for all this because there's so much online content for sports highlights and programming uh, that it's killed the traditional, you know, TV and radio models. And you're a kind of a culprit here, Hebsey, because a lot of people might tune into Hebsey on sports. Instead, in the old days, they might have tuned in to see like a Jay and Dan or a Tim and Sid or something. Perhaps, but I think what's happened is you can tell now on TSN and Sportsnet where their bread is buttered, where they have to be super careful in their comments because that team they're talking about is a partner. We all, you know, they are all right. under the same umbrella. Right. We're Rogers, they're Rogers. We're Bell, they're Bell. <clears throat> right? Got the rights there. We can't be biting the hand that feeds us. But when you're independent, like Mike Wilner right. is right now, the shackles are off. Tell us what you think. Did they? Did Shapiro and Atkins blow it? Is Montoya <clears throat> is Montoya making a, a bad move there? I mean, right. that's refreshing, Mike. Are you suggesting he wasn't that honest on Jay's talk in the in the past? I feel like he was. Yeah. Are you suggesting he held back some of his criticism? Of I the think team? he did. <clears throat> I think he had to. 
Okay, because he, he would you dispute really that. really know your but, stuff. Uh, right. And you don't have to worry about restrictions. You don't have to think. Right. He's free. He's free. He just has to way. maintain that media. As long as he can keep his media pass. <laughs> thinking. Right. Unless the star has an agenda. No. And I would hope their agenda and, is good journalism. Get the truth out there. Yeah. And give us some stuff that they won't talk about on the Rogers broadcasts and the guy or, who controls the media pass access is a former toronto star uh reporter so richard griffin well that may have something to do with it just throwing that out there. certainly okay we're done with sports media yep all right quickly now the aussie open is going on right now felix oj aliasim beating denny shapovalov in straight sets advances to the fourth round milos was a winner today as well and he gets the number one seed, Novak Djokovic, in the fourth round. Unfortunately for the fans, there's a five-day lockdown in Melbourne because of a COVID outbreak at the airport Holiday Inn. <clears throat> yeah. Well, what do they say about the Holiday Inns? Is it Holiday Inn Express? I wonder. I don't know, but I okay. stayed at Holiday Inn Express yesterday. Uh, so the, the matches are going to go on at the Aussie Open. No fans. You remember Bianca Andreescu? I do recall, yes. She was the number eight seed, looked pretty rusty in her second round loss earlier this week. Oh. We're going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She hasn't played since October right. 2019. She went down in the second round. Uh, Lila Annie Fernandez went down in the first round. Uh, earlier today, I mentioned that uh, Ozzy Aliasim, the 20th seed, beat the number 11 seed, Shapovalov, in straight sets. So we always hated, oh, we hate to see Canadians play each other. Half of us go, at least one of us, at least one Canadian is going to make right. it to the fourth round. Which is a good point. Right? right. But it seems, <laughs> I don't know, there's only so many Canadian players. It just seems that every big tournament, we've got Felix playing Dennis, or we've got Dennis playing uh, Vasek, or we've got Milos playing Felix. Or, <clears throat> it's tough to root for them. Right. All right. The Leafs get the Habs again tomorrow night. This time it's here. I believe in Toronto. They didn't stay over in Montreal for a couple of days, right? I, I got no, I no longer keep track of I mean, where they are. <laughs> does it really matter actually? It where they're doesn't playing? matter. You can't tell. And also, the sorry, the crowds are like two seconds behind the play, three seconds behind the play. Oh, yeah. When you watch it on TV, right? Sure. Which, yeah. Not sure. Well, but I feel like you have to react. Like that would be the the price you pay. Is that this is you know. Yeah. It's in Toronto, 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, no, no, Mike, I'm sorry. Okay. If there's really a crowd there, they react in at real time. the same time. Right. As the announcer, as everyone together, right? Sure. He shoots, he sk as he gets the sk out, the crowd is going, yeah. Right. But here, it's behind. But when you hear that sound, right. and then the announcer goes, they score. And then the guy punches the button for the crowd <laughs> yeah well that was weird remember i'm the guy who thought we don't we don't need this fake no no this wasn't for hockey no no i oh. agree with you with hockey okay, okay no no with sorry. soccer oh sorry. i said i needed a bit of sweetening because okay. it was such a hollow sound gotcha gotcha now has anyone heard the actual telecast like with just natural sound are they available i don't do know. that you can't you can't separate the two no you can't no, no. it's a mixed broadcast right i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> um by the way the leafs are 11 2 and 1 Wow. First place in the National Hockey League. Five clear of Montreal atop the Canadian division. Cream of the nation. Stanley Cup. Well, Stan with the all-Canadian division cup, <clears throat> yes, for sure. Hey, I wonder how good we are. Four. I can't tell how good this team is because we just play all the Canadian teams. It would be interesting to see the final. Well, I guess every other team is saying the same thing, aren't they? We don't know how good we are because we get... Look, Arizona and St. Louis 
are in the midst of playing each other seven consecutive times because wow. of COVID. Wow. Seven times in a row. <laughs> now, what if they play in the playoffs this year and they play a seven-game series? Right. That, that's ridiculous. Seven straight times. And there's another series going on. I think it's Boston and – but they're playing four games in a row. So this is the way it is now. You're preparing for the playoffs because each playoff series, of course, you're playing the same team at least four times. So why not? Instead of getting sick of them, now you're getting honed. Right? The Leafs and Vancouver, by that third game, they were just, the Leafs were just, everyone knew they were the better team, right? Right. Vancouver started their tailspin right there. We lost three in a row against Vancouver, and the Leafs, you're flying now, baby. Montreal, bring it on, whoever. Yeah, such Let's a, go. Such a, strange, a uh, such a strange time to be a sports fan. You know, Raptors lost 120 to 106 to the Celtics last night in Boston. Toronto now at 12 and 14 on the year, Mike. That's good enough for sixth place in the East. Wow. We're the number six seed right now. We're 12 and 14. <laughs> Boston's in fourth place. And I see the Raptor team getting better and better as Nick Nurse and his coaching staff try to find a solid rotation. Try to work in the guys. You know, there's injuries. OG's hurt again. Pascal is Pascal. He can be absolutely fantastic. He can be mediocre, but he's getting better. Lowry, Van Vliet is Norm Powell. What Norm Powell is going to show up tonight? Which one? Right. So we want consistency, but two games under 500 after the start that they had, never getting to play a game at home. They don't, I don't, they don't see their families. They're not like these other teams. We have to take that into consideration. These guys are in Tampa. They're like living out of suitcases, hotel rooms. I don't know, man. They got no fan support at all, except I guess on social media. I would crave that if I was a player, Mike. I, where's my fans? Where's all those people that love us? Right. It's got to do something for you. Anyway, um, Raptors host Minnesota on Valentine's Day for their next tilt. Bob Nightingale of USA Today had tweeted that Trevor Bauer had signed with the New York Mets last week. Of course, he didn't. He signed with the Dodgers. He did a 180, and he caught Nightingale and a few others but Nightingale especially, with his pants down because Nightingale said it's a done deal per source or however. Right. Immediately, Bob Nightingale went to Twitter to apologize sincerely for his mistake. Big thing to do. Sure. You got to own up to it. He got it wrong. And this and is what he, we uh, expect yeah. of anyone. I don't care, politicians, journalists, anyone that made a mistake has to own up to it. There has to be transparency. No one's perfect. No one. We get it. You made a mistake. Right. Have the decency to tell those people that were um, subjected to that, that you made a mistake, you're sorry, and it won't happen again. So there's a local broadcaster on Rogers that did that very thing. Um, you're not going to say your name? Oh, Hazel May. Yeah. Sorry, I talked all over it. Yeah. Hazel May. Yes. And I, I think Hazel should apologize for tweeting out that she had confirmed that the Blue Jays had signed Michael Brantley. She didn't? She didn't? And I so think she that just... if she doesn't, then Sportsnet, someone has to say, we made a mistake. It won't happen again. You don't think it's too late now? Like It's never too late, Mike. You just have to. And I, think, I, I thought that had she seen that Bob Nightingale tweet, hmm. He really screwed up, man. He pissed a lot of people off. I think it's too awkward Sent them down now. the garden path. You can't be like, oh, that tweet I sent four weeks ago. I'm sorry. Whatever. Yes, you can. You got to acknowledge that you made a mistake. Upon thinking about it, I'm pondering it. I realize that I can no longer tweet out something 
uh, and have you believe it unless I apologize for my hmm. uh, misinformation. Anyway, hmm. that's just me. Sure. Say your story. It's not that hard. The J.G. Taylor Spink Award used to be the top honor given out by the Baseball Writers Association of America. It was named after the original publisher of the Sporting News, the so-called Bible of Baseball from 1914. But the publisher, J.G. Taylor Spink, was a racist and wrote articles demeaning blacks and suggesting, insisting that baseball should never integrate. His name has been on the award since his death in 1962. But this year, the Baseball Writers Association of America, in their infinite wisdom, decided no more. J.G. Taylor Spink, racist. And they've decided to change the name in a vote of 325 to 9. Wow. The writers voted to take Spink's name off the award. Good. All I can say is what took you so long? Recently, the writers voted to take Kennesaw Mountain Landis's name off the Most Valuable Player Award because of his racist beliefs and the fact that he was against integration for baseball and did his very best to prevent the black man from playing Major League Baseball until 1947. And this guy, this bum, who took over in 1919 after the Black Sox scandal, right? was the commissioner of baseball until the, I think, 1943. So all those years. And he could have. He, he was very influential, of course. He could have said, let's discuss this. But he was not that type of human being. So his name has been wiped from the MVP award. Good. Mark Cuban has not played the Star Spangled Banner at Dallas Mavericks games all season long. Nobody noticed until now. NBA teams were told this year that they did not have to play the national anthem considering situations that are going on, divisiveness, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you don't have to. It's not that important right now. And it might be uh, divisive enough that it could cause problems. And we let's just play the games. So Mark Cuban didn't play. Never did. Didn't apologize. Nothing else. In other sports, they don't play the national anthem before every game. British soccer, they kneel in a moment of silence for Black Lives Matter, and they get up and start the game. There's no national anthem. Mike, huge debate going on. National anthem or no? And I should say that the Dallas Stars, without any prompting after the Mavericks you know, said this, the Dallas Stars said, we will continue to play the Star-Spangled Banner before Dallas Stars game. Because we are American. Yeah, especially that type of thing. Texas. Texas. Right, right. So I'm thinking, why would the Dallas Stars do this? Why wouldn't they just continue to play it? Why did they have to announce that they will continue to play the national anthem? Um, even though their brethren of the Dallas Mavericks are not. What is that? That's pretty stupid to do that, to bring that to the attention of people. Hey, the Stars are playing it. And the fact that hockey's 98% white. It's just not a good look by the Dallas Stars. Mike, do you think that we should stop playing the national anthem before every regular season game in sports? Hebsy, my uh, thoughts on this align perfectly with yours, and you've been very consistent with this, and that I, I believe it needs to go the, the way of the dodo. Save it for, and I know you concur, because we'll hear your opinion in a moment, but save it for uh, Olympics or uh, international events 
and I'm okay if it showed up in the finals. Like, 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 let it let it show up. Maybe you could talk me into saying the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. You do the anthem to make because it's special. It's something big or something. Make it bigger or whatever. But for these regular season games, I would love to lose the national anthem. What say I, you? I, I'm the same, of course, and I always have been. I always thought that there was a national anthem fetish, certainly in the United States. Right. And the fact that they would allow the average star to step out there and attempt to sing a song that's supposed to be about loyalty and patriotism and the American way. And Roseanne Barr gets to sing it before a baseball game. This is how insignificant it is when it's played. It has to have meaning. And the more often it's played, the less of an effect it's going to have. Sure. And so if you say, Oh geez, we got a hundred, we got 81 home games this year. We can't just play a recording of it. Let's start to ask. So I can tell you that Roseanne Barr and Carl Lewis and all these people that thought, oh, I'd just go out there and sing, who are not professionals, who are trying to sing a song that has a four octave range that Metropolitan Opera stars cannot cut. It's an incredibly difficult song to sing. Right. And if I hear it every single freaking night, it's not going to have the same effect when they play it when when my nation wins a gold medal at the Olympics. So save it for that. What do you think about the national anthem before school? Because now that the no. kids, because I hear it every morning because they're doing it online. So the, the Lord's grade, Prayer national anthem? No, well, no, the Lord's Prayer Special is only occasions. in uh, Catholic schools. But uh, look, you change the words of the national anthem because it's sung so damned often. You felt they had to change the name. Let's sure. change the name of the national anthem because it's sung too often. Sing it when Canada wins a gold medal at the Olympics, right? Sing it loud and proud on Canada Day. Make it significant. Not yes. a song that you hear as often as you hear Happy Birthday. Right. Think about it. Well, happy Birthday often? once a year. How many times <laughs> do you sing Happy Birthday? Every day. It doesn't have the same meaning. Right. It used to have meaning when I watched at the end of the broadcast day of my favorite television station. And then they would play. You'd see the flag flapping and the beautiful uh, uh, vistas of right. of uh, Vancouver Island and 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 and, uh, and of Newfoundland and of the prairies. The beautiful shots. Right. And you're standing loud and proud. The true North, strong and free. It meant something. Right. But not before a ball game. Oh, oh there's a national anthem. Grab your hot dog. Grab your beer. <laughs> I'm and with we will you, not be playing the national anthem before this show. Ever. <laughs> but. If there's a significant moment for Canada in sports, mm -hmm. I may be tempted to wheel out the national anthem and sing it loud and proud. How about that? When Felix wins the uh, when Felix wins the Australian Open, maybe we'll bring it out. Ooh, that's a good one. Maybe I would like that. That's all for episode two nineteen of Hebsey on Sports. Thanks for joining us, uh, Toronto Mike. Thanks for your production and inspiration as always, and thanks for allowing us into your headspace. If you like the show, tell your friends and contact us if you have any comments at all. If we ran a little long today, so what? There's no time limit to the show. We got everything in we wanted to. Probably left a couple of things out. Any comments or suggestions, let us know. Back with another episode next week. Until then, so long for now. This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.